I need to ask you first to forgive me. There were 24, 17. Bear with me because Sadie has decided to chew up two pair of glasses and anything else she can get her hand on. Father, in the name of Jesus, I praise you and I thank you for your glory and your anointing and your power and your presence that's here today for each one here. God, my prayer for them is that the anointing of God will move on them and anything that needs to be changed, it will be changed. God, you desire to give us the desires of our heart. You are the desire of our heart. Everything you say in your word is what we desire. So today, God, as I yield myself to you, spirit, soul, and body, Lord, I ask you to teach through me, Holy Spirit, and minister to each one of us. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you all there? I'm not. Terry, do you have any gum? No. Praise God, she usually has gum. My mouth is real dry, so. All right. Are you ready? Great. Let's, let's just start with verse 1. And God said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron and Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's sons, and 70 of the, il the Israel's elders, and worship at a distance. Moses came and told the people all that the Lord had said and in all obedience and all the ordinances all the people answered with one voice and the Lord had spoken we, as the, all the Lord has spoken we will do Moses wrote the words of the Lord, he rose up early in the morning, built the altar at the foot of the mountain, and set up twelve pillars representing Israel's twelve tribes. And he sent young Israelite men who offered burnt offerings and sacrificed peace offerings of oxen to the Lord. And Moses took half of the blood and put it in the basins, and half of the blood he dashed against the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the hearing of the people. And they said, All the Lord has said we will do, and we will be obedient. And Moses took the remaining half of the blood 
and sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold the blood of the covenant which the Lord has made with you in accordance with these words. Then Moses, Aaron, and Abad, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel went up the mountainside, and they saw the God of Israel, that is, a convincing manifestation of his presence. And under his feet it was like pavement of bright sapphire stone, like the very heavens in cleanness. And upon the nobles and the Israelites he laid not his hand to conceal them, to conceal himself from them, to rebuke their daring or harm them. But they saw the manifestation of the presence of God and ate and drank. And the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me into the mountain and be there, and I will give you the tablets of stone of the law of the commandments which have written that you may teach them. So Moses rose up, and Joshua's attendant, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. And the elders tarry here with us until we come back to you. Remember, Aaron and her were with you. Whoever has a cause, let him go. Then went Moses up the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. Now I want you to really envision this. Moses goes up the mountain and this cloud covers the mountain. The glory cloud. Totally covers it. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount, on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, God called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud, and the glory of the Lord appeared to the Israelites like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain. And Moses entered in the midst of the cloud and went up the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Can you imagine? How glorious. I don't think he cared about food at all. Exodus 40, 34. Then the cloud, the Shekinah glory, visible's presence covered the tent of the meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud remained upon it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. In all of, the, of, all, in all of their journey, wherever the cloud was taken up, from over the tabernacle, the Israelites went onward. But the cloud was not taken up. They did not journey on until the day that it was taken up. For throughout all the journeys, the cloud of the Lord was upon the tabernacle by day, and fire was in the 
in it by night in the sight of all the house of Israel. So when they were to move, <laughs> you can imagine. But if the cloud was not taken up, they did not journey on till the day that it was taken up. So God led them by his glory. Now today, we have the Holy Spirit. And God leads us by the Holy Spirit and by his word. We can't live without the glory of God in our lives, church, especially in the hour that we're in. There's no way. It's impossible. Go to 1 Kings 8.11. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But the sad thing is we can get so busy in the things of, of the day that we forget to rely upon the Holy Spirit. Come on, Kings. I say it was first Kings eight eleven. I'm reading out of the Amplified. So the priest could not all right, um I'm gonna go up a little. Let's go to verse six. And the priest brought the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to the place in the Holy of Holies of the house under the wings of the cherubim. For the cherubim spread forth their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim covered the ark with the poles, with its poles. The poles were so long that the ends of them were seen from the holy place before the Holy of Holies, but they were not seen outside they are there to this day. There was nothing in the ark except two tablets of stone which Moses put there at Horeb where the Lord made a covenant with the Israelites when they came out of the land of Egypt. When the priest had come out of the holy place, the cloud filled the Lord's house. So the priest could not stand to minister because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. Thank you, Jesus. Then Solomon said, the Lord said he would dwell in thick darkness. Praise you, Father. Then Solomon said, the Lord said that he would dwell in thick dark darkness. I have surely built you a house of habitations, a settled place for you to dwell in forever. We know that he dwells in us. I want you to really think about this. The Lord now dwells in us, the Holy Spirit. Nick, this morning I was remembering when you got filled with the Holy Spirit. And you prayed in tongues and sang in tongues. Are you still doing that? Praise God. You don't quit. Psalms 19.1 You know, I know people that used to pray in tongues 
and started going to churches that don't, and they don't pray in tongues anymore. What did God say about tongues? Power will come upon you when you receive the Holy Ghost. Power. If you don't pray in tongues, where do you expect the power to come from? He's in us, but, the, but when you pray in tongues, the power is released out of you. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows and proclaims his handiwork. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows and proclaims his handiwork. Day after day pours forth speech and night after night shows forth knowledge. There is no speech nor spoken word from the stars. Their voice is not heard. Hallelujah. Yet their voice in evidence goes out of all the earth. Their sayings to the end of the world of the heavens has God made a tent for the sun which is as a bridegroom coming out of the chamber, and it rejoices as a strong man to run his course. How many have read Revelations lately? Anybody? The book of Revelations? I have probably read it 15 times in the last few months. And it's amazing. Totally, I mean, it'll scare you at first. It'll really scare you at first. But then the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to show you things that you never knew. We're in the last days, church, and it's time to get on fire. It's time to get on fire. I think, did you say it was the last chapter you did in the last week where it talked about the glory of God? on Wednesday nights where it talked about signs and wonders and miracles. Praise you, Father. Luke 2, 9. talks about Mary in verse 7 and she gave birth to her son her firstborn and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room or place for them in the inn and in the vicinity there were shepherds living out under the open sky in the fields watching in shifts over their flock by night and behold an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone all about them. 
and they were trembling, frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news and great joy, which, you, which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the town of David a Savior who is Christ the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you by which you will recognize him. You will find, after searching, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Look what it says about the glory. And behold, the, an angel of the Lord stood by them, and the glory of the Lord flashed and shone all about them as they were trembling, frightened, flashing and shining all around them. How exciting. We have that same glory with us today. Thank you, Jesus. Acts 7.55 But he, being filled, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into the heavenly and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing up on the right hand of God. Here was Stephen martyred. But the glory of God fell upon him. And he looked up in heaven and Jesus stood up. He wasn't sitting on the throne. He stood up. First time I read that and I thought, how exciting. He didn't even, the pain, I honestly don't think he felt it. He just looked up and saw Jesus stand up. What an honor. What an honor that the Son of God would stand up. Amen. Second Corinthians 3.18 With all, with open faces, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same images from glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, the Bible says that the glory of the Lord changes us day by day. Every day we're changed. The more of the Holy Spirit that we allow to flow through us, the more of the glory and the, and the word and the knowledge of the word we will have. I don't know about you, but these last weeks, being in the word, seeing things I've never seen, is powerful. Is powerful. God is a powerful God. And we might look around us and say, what is going on? God knows. God knows. He knows exactly what's going on, and he's about ready to do something big. But unless you're in the Spirit, unless you're hooked into the Spirit, you're not going to see it. 
You'll see bits and parts of it, but you're not going to see the fullness. And I won't be happy unless I... I'd rather go home to be with the Lord if I'm not going to get to see the fullness. Somebody needs to praise him and get excited. Now we're going to see... We're going to look at what Jesus came to do. Why did Jesus come? What was his reason? Are you ready? We're going to look at some miracles today. And I'm going to start handing out scripture to different ones, and then I will go ahead. Well, I may as well do it because we're being taped. Okay. Let's look at Luke 4.35 and Mark 1.26. Let's go to Luke 45. How many know what Luke was? He was a physician. So I like to read about the miracles, and well, I like to read about the miracles in all of them. But when a physician sees miracles, they believe. I mean, they check it out. Trust me, my dad was one. Luke 4.35. Let's, let's go up to 31. And he descended to Capernaum, a town of Galilee. And there he continued to teach the people on the Sabbath days. And they were all amazed at his teaching, for his word was with authority and power. Ability, the Amplified says ability and his teaching, for his word was with authority and ability and weight and power. Now in the synagogue there was a man who was possessed by an unclean spirit. And he cried with a loud, deep, terrible cry. Let us alone. What have you to do with us? What have we, what have we in common, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent muzzled, gag, and come out of him. And when the demons had thrown the man down in the midst, he came out of him 
without injuring him and saying, without injuring him in any possible way. And they were all amazed and said with one another, what kind of talk is this? For with authority and power, he commands the foul spirits and they come out. He commands them out. They'd never seen anything like that. You don't read about demons being cast out in the Old Testament. So I guess they just let them roam around, waiting for Jesus. Okay. Let's go ahead. We're going to go on ahead. Peter's mother-in-law was healed in Matthew 8, 14. Every, everywhere Jesus went, he went about doing good and healing all, all that were oppressed of the devil. How many? lost myself <laughs> what did I say pardon Matthew what okay I ended up in nine alrighty you ready and when Jesus was come into Peter's house he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever and he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. When the even was come, they brought unto him many who were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word, and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet himself, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Let's go to verse 28. And when he was come to the other side in the country of the Gadarenes, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tomb, exceedingly fierce, so that no man might pass by the way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God? And thou come, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? And there was a good way off from them, a herd of many swine feeding. So the devils besought him, saying, If thou cast us out, Suffer us to go away into that herd of swine. And he said to them, Go. And when they were come out, they went into the herd of swine. And behold, the whole herd of swine ran violently down a steep place into the sea and perished into the waters. 
And they that kept them fled and went their ways to the city and told everything and what was befallen of the possessed of the devils. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. Isn't that pitiful? They should have brought him into the town so the rest of the people could be healed. Depart out of their coasts. Chapter 9, verse 1. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of palsy, laying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, the certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether, whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk. But that you might know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then he saith to the man sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into the house. And he arose and departed into his house. But when the multitudes saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto man. Praise God. Verse 18. While he speak these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay hand, your hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be made whole. But Jesus turned about him, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making noise, these were paid mourners, and he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand. And the maid arose, and the fame thereof went about abroad into the land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? 
they said unto him, Yea, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man knoweth it. But they, when they were departed, spread abroad his fame in all the country. As they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And the devil was cast out, the dumb spake, and the multitudes marveled, saying, It was never so seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He casteth out devils through the, <laughs> through the prince of the devils. And Jesus went about the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Glory to God. When you think of, uh, think of all this, chapter 10, and when he had called out him, his 12 disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Then verse 5, These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go into the way of the Gentiles and, and into any city of the Samaritans enter ye not. But go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, and cast out devils. Freely you have received, and freely you give. And he tells them, Provide neither gold nor silver. And they were so excited... What amazes me, they weren't all excited about the people being healed, but they were all excited that the demons were cast out. Very interesting to me. Verse 5 of chapter 11, The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to, him, preached to them. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Thank God. I can't tell you how much a gospel is going out and being preached in this hour. I know as I skim through the TV trying to find a Sunday morning program to watch. I couldn't find any but the one I watched that had the power, the anointing, the music. One station. And I sat there weeping at the anointing of God in the worship. Just weeping. Church, 
I pray that you are worshiping God, that you have some good worship tapes and are worshiping God. Okay, verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 10, and behold, a man was there with one withered hand, and they said to him, Is it lawful and allowable to cure people on the Sabbath days that they might accuse him? What a thing to accuse. I mean, you weren't supposed to do anything on the Sabbath. Wash your clothes, do anything. But he said, he said to them, What man is among you if he had only one sheep and it falls into a pit or ditch on the Sabbath will not take hold of it and lift it out? How much better and of more value is a man than a sheep? So it is so it is lawful and allowed to do good on the Sabbath days. Then he said to the man, reach out your hand. And the man reached out and it was restored and sound as the other one. Thank you, Father. But being aware, but the Pharisees went out and held a consultation consultation against him how they might do away with him for healing a man on the Sabbath but being aware of this Jesus went away and from there and many people joined and accompanied him and he healed all of them all of them praise God they were all healed Honey, start turning to your communion scriptures. Thank you, Jesus. As we prepare to receive communion today, if if you can find the woman at the well, like the woman with the issue of blood again, I want you to prepare yourself. If there is if there's any sin, get rid of it. The Bible is real clear on what can happen if there is sin in the camp. Sickness and even death can come on people. That's heavy. Prepare yourself. I'm asking you as one of the pastors of this church to prepare yourself every week to receive, come in expecting God to move miraculously, supernaturally. You know, that's all God knows how to do is to move supernaturally and miraculously 
God is a good God and every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights. He only does good. Thank God we serve a, God, a good God. When is the last time you told someone about Jesus? You can ask Pastor almost every time I'm on the phone to someone I don't know, I talk to them about Jesus. That will build up your faith so big, I can't even tell you. There's nothing greater than to lead someone to the Lord. Because you know that you have, they have had the devil kicked out of them. Their name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life and they're going to heaven. Think of it. They're on their way to heaven. Think of how powerful that is. I want us all to expect the glory of God in our midst. Expect his presence. Expect the wind, the rain, the fire in this house. We've not given up, and we're going to fight stronger than we've ever fought before for the, for the presence of God and the glory of God to be manifested. And start inviting people. This house needs to be full. Okay, honey. Praise God. Fresh off the press. Okay. Hold on one moment. As we prepare for a communion, um, it's the Lord's invitation to each and every one of us. So you are invited to sup with a person you may not wish to be seen with. At a place you may not want to go. A meal that you may not want to eat. The host of this supper is not attractive. It was written of him he has no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing of his appearance that we should desire of him. He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and familiar with his sufferings, and we esteemed him not. He has a circle of scars around his head. and scars where his beard was plucked out. His hands and feet inside are open 
holes that showed wounds. Not only is our host unpleasant to look at, he's unwelcome in human society today. The menu of the meal is not what you would want. For he says, to eat his flesh and drink his blood. The imputation goes not to the society that we would want, but his imputation goes to every vile person in society, murderers, liars, thieves, prostitutes, and every kind of sinner imaginable. What logical person today would accept this invitation? The host is Jesus Christ. His scars that make him so repulsive to look at, he bore on his body. He bore them for my sin and your sins and the sins of all humanity. The meal that you're invited to partake in is a celebration of his victory over death, the grave, and sin. Oh, the blood of Jesus has bought us victory to make us the redeemed, to make us joint heirs with him and to be a child of Father God. So all praise and glory goes unto him. In the 11th chapter of 1 Corinthians, beginning with verse 23, Paul writes, For I have received the Lord that which he also delivered unto you. The Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is a New Testament in my blood, this do ye off as ye drink it in remembrance of me. So, uh, you may have to run that, that tape a couple of times through that one song. Uh, let's just come forth uh, as individuals and pick up your emblems and when we all have our emblems we'll partake together. Press in. 
We've been set free. Glory. Father, as we look to the bread, which represents the body of our Lord, the bruises and the stripes speak of the deliverance, Father God, of all sicknesses and diseases, Father God, that would attack mankind. We thank you, Lord, as a symbol of his body. We praise you for the opportunity, Father God, to receive and remember all that which Jesus did for our physical body atonement in Jesus' name. Father God, as we look to the cup, the cup representing the precious blood of Jesus, who freely gave his life 
blood, Father God, to eliminate and wash away all sin. We thank you, Jesus, for so blessing us with your precious blood. We call into remembrance now, in Jesus' name. Just have one thing. Last week I gave you a quiz. Which disciple found the boy with five loaves and two fishes in the feeding of 5,000? Can anyone give me the answer? Just with a raised hand. Boy, some of you messed up. It was either Peter, if you can think about this, Andrew, or John. And if you really want to know, look up John chapter 6, verse 8. That's the answer for last week's quiz. Now that I got your attention... We're going to have next week's quiz. Are you ready? No, they're going to have to look it up. Now I have to ask it. Here's next week's quiz. What was Moses' mother's name? You be quiet. Miriam? Zipporah? Jochebed. You'll find that in Numbers 26, 59. But this is a two-parter. He had two mothers. He had an adopted mother. Was it Oprah? Well, I might not pronounce it right, but it's in the Bible. Milka? Teresh? Or Betha. But you, it's one of those names. And you'll find that located in First Chronicles, chapter four and verse 18. So next week you give me two answers for this one and the answer for last week. Amen. She says, give out pride. pride. I'll give you a gold star. Next week, I'll have gold stars. Laurel, <laughs> you got gold stars back there in the children's direct. We'll have gold stars. Everybody gets one. <laughs> okay. Anybody need prayer? Okay, if you do, you come out. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord. This is the day that you made, Father God. I thank you, Lord, once again that you've given us, Father God, and a challenge, Father God, that is set before us, Father God, 
to bring newness of life, Father God, that we can step from one glory to the next. And I thank you, Lord, that each and every one of us, Father God, are not just hearers of your word, but we will be doers of it. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. As we go our separate ways, I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed as we have come in and we'll be blessed going out and we can share the blessings with those that we come in contact with. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen.